Thank you to our sponsor, Aquaries, which consists of a team of creatives headed by experienced content creators Patty Dwyer, Zachary Perkins, and Dalton Roan. They specialize in entertainment photography and filming, producing music videos, mixing music, as well as producing and hosting comedy shows. Got an idea? They'll bring it to life. Catch them on Chromecast on April 25th. Contact their Facebook or Instagram to find out how they can bring your vision to life. And as always, thank you to our Patreon supporter, Mr. Ernie Kinnemer, and let's start the show. Here we go. Thursday night, and it is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm the Michael Jordan of making people uncomfortable, Jacob Craig. <laughs> and our guest tonight is the title character of the Fox sitcom Parker Lewis Can't Lose, as well as performing in many franchises such as Supernatural, Stargate, Star Trek, and is now developing a television pilot with Jason London called Blackwater Blues. Please. Give a warm welcome to the show, Mr. Corman ne- Corin Nemec. How are you doing today? <laughs> if you doing can good, talk. Doing good. That's uh, yeah, Jacob's I'm, I'm mo, not. though. Yeah, but just feel feel glad that he actually looked up the right person this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good at my job. I'm such a professional. <laughs> just so you know, I'm I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of '90s uh, '90s actors. What can I say? So just no respect. So just before we even <laughs> we even start, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Like that was actually my favorite show when I was in high school, and I was actually caught. My I actually went and bought the silk shirts that you wore in that show. Yeah, you you fell for it. You, you got suckered. <laughs> and uh, I got, you got suckered. I went friend. to school, and all my friends are like in a, you know in the circle in the courtyard. I walk up, and they're like, "What's yep. up, Parker Lewis?" And they all start laughing at me. I'm like, "What? It's a good show." <laughs> well, you cer- well, you certainly don't have the hair for it now. I yeah, can tell you that not much. anymore. <laughs> you have a reverse pompadour. So oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all coming off the chin. The chin now. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and it's all gray too. So. <laughs> But yeah, um, actually, you're doing, uh, you're working with Jason London, who I worked with on uh, Monsters Anonymous. He was the assistant director with his brother Jeremy, and um, so you're doing that, and you're working with work with Steve Wise, uh, who had directed the pilot. But you just did a new pilot that you wrote and produced called Blackwater Blues. So tell me, tell us all about that. Yeah, uh, Blackwater Blues. Uh, uh, in fact, Jason's inside at this uh, this uh, birthday. I'll, I'll see if I can get him out here in a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, but uh, Blackwater Blues was, uh, it really came out of um, a conversation that me and Jason had about this fantasy movie that he, he had thought about writing. It was, you know, this giant budget, hundreds of millions of dollars. And <laughs> out of this, this, this simple conversation, you know, about, about a mystery of, of, of somebody's uh, losing somebody uh, close in your family and, and trying to solve that mystery came this this concept of blackwater blues which I, which i kind of call the anti simon and simon it's like yeah. you know we're like the redneck simon and simon we're you know the, the 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 two worst detectives you could ever imagine uh trying to solve the disappearance of their murder of, of their of their missing mother uh 10 years before and uh and these two guys are just the most inept uh, uh couple of uh of gumshoes that you could imagine and so uh, as they go to uncover the, this, the, the disappearance of their mother, they start uncovering all of the, the crooked underbelly of, of, of the small town they live in down in the Gulf of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Mississippi. 
So what happens now? I mean, you've done the pilot. It's it's in the can. Um, just got to edit it, and then what? What happens at that point? How, um, are you going to go personally and uh, pitch it, or like what? Are, what are the places you're going to pitch? Well, yeah, I mean, we have we have we have some. Yeah, we have we have uh, a number, a couple of uh, platforms that are already waiting to view what it is that we complete. Uh, they some of them have already looked at our initial uh, pitch package that we put together, and so they're already kind of warmed up to it. And uh, and then we'll we'll show them what we uh, filmed and see what they think of that, and go from there. Um, you know what what I would uh, you know love to see happen is. Uh, the minimal getting a, a at least an order for them and then we'll self-finance or uh, the maximum having you know a studio or network step in and 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 uh and either co-produce or finance it or whatever you know but uh but you know we we we, we kind of do things a a little kind of untraditionally down here not really the studio style uh, which yeah. which allows uh, affords us the ability to shoot a lot faster and uh and i think that if we can if we can stick with uh with the you know, the way that we're used to doing these, you know, I've also produced a, a, a number of those low budget uh, sci-fi movies and, and, and the smaller budget lifetime movies. And, you know, there's a way where you can, you can get, you know, 11 to 16 pages. You can shoot that in a day, but you just got to be really savvy about yeah. it. Have a, and have a nice, a nice, uh, uh, um, uh, streamlined crew with, uh, you know, with, with some uh, great people at the heads of the departments, but you don't need a lot of people on set, you know, yeah. to, to, to accomplish things. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. But I think we got, I think we got, uh, I think we got uh, we're sitting on a powder keg right now. Well, I, 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 feel, uh, I feel like Guy Fawkes. That was one of the things I was going to ask you about, um, because you are working with, uh, of course, I mentioned before Steve Wise, who's done uh, a lot of uh, short films and things like that, and uh, also Kevin Almodovar who is a, a really great uh, director of photography. Um, so what was it like to do, you know, was it a, is it a half hour show, an hour show? Like how much did you guys do in Well, initially, yeah, yeah, initially we, we had raised uh, the full financing to do an hour uh, pilot. And then uh, about uh, seven days before we went into principal photography, the, the, uh, the full funding fell through. And, uh, and, you know, so we had to kind of re reconfigure things. We started an Indiegogo. We had, we had a great group of people who, who really believed in the project, come on board and, and, and help finance this thing through, uh, you know, through, um, uh, you know, I hate, I hate to call it fan, fan finance or anything like that. Cause I don't look at it as being fan finance. It's, you know, it's just people with the same interest that we have and in seeing this come to life. And, uh, oh, yeah. so, um, you know, uh, put together, truncated the, the the hour version down to a half hour script uh really you know to shoot more as a pilot presentation for the hour but but as we as we got into it we i think we found out uh once we finished shooting that uh, that the half hour format is better for the show anyway because it's kind of a dark comedy uh more than it is uh you know a drama so uh even though it has dramatic moments uh certainly but uh, but it, it, it's really kind of anchored in, in a dark comedy approach. So um, I think that, uh, uh, that, that, that a half-hour show would, would, would suit it better. And, uh, and, and also, you don't, have to tell us, you, don't, you don't have to deliver as much information as you do in an hour show. And it makes it a lot – it was so much more fun to, to shoot, you know. It was so much more streamlined. And uh, I'm very excited. Marco St. John, who, uh, 
uh, is, is, uh, was, you know, first kind of hit the map on in Thelma and Louise as the crazy truck driver, yeah. <laughs> uh, but went on to do a bunch of other roles after that. He was great. Creek Wilson, who's done a, a bunch of great roles is in it. Uh, I and, love uh, Creek. Uh, uh, yeah, a guy named Billy Miller, who's, uh, uh, kind of a local legend around here. Uh, he, he plays a, a great role in it. And we, we cast locally with, with a number of people from the music business down here. Gary Cooper plays our best friend. He's from a, a band down here called Blackwater Brass, mm-hmm. which is a really, uh, a really, really popular uh, band down here, uh, which does, uh, which has a really big brass section. It's an amazing band. And then, uh, um, Chase Waters who plays, uh, Gleason, who's kind of like the, uh, our, our grandfather's, uh, crappy lawyer. Uh, he, he's, he's played, uh, Chase Waters is in a band called Candy Bone, which is also from Mississippi. And it's a, it's a really great band too. And, uh, and we came to find that, uh, uh, that, you know, the, that casting from the musician pool down here, well, we found some really great talented actors out of people who, oh, yeah. who really haven't done a lot of acting before. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier, the production aspect of all of this now. I I wonder if do you think that working with localized production companies is kind of the way that Hollywood's going to to kind of move away from actual Hollywood and the and the sort of mega million studios? Do you think that attracts more actors and more people to work on location with locals? Uh, you know, I think that just the I think what attracts people to do it is just is just work. I mean, this this past year has been devastating for so many people. And so many industries, especially the uh, uh, the arts and entertainment business, has been has been really hit hard as well. Uh, and um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not playing I'm not playing a tiny violin or anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that uh, you know, w- when it comes time to, to do what it is that you love to do, you either have an opportunity to do it and you take the opportunity, or you come up with some excuse not to take the opportunity to do it and you do something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, you, what, what, what we love, we would love to see happen down here in uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, where the, the show takes place in the fictional town of Blackwater, you know, is is uh, is bringing a show down here, um, uh, you know, bringing the, the local film community that is down here, the people who have who've either moved back here from Hollywood uh, or those who have been working down here you know, uh, for, for, for a number of years, but, but kind of satelliting between Georgia and, and Louisiana, for instance. Uh, uh, but uh, to, to get a show like this off the ground would lead to a lot of other great projects for the local community. And um, I'm, I'm very stoked about that. Absolutely. Represent Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Oh, it's a great place. I don't want, I actually, I don't like talking about it because it's such a cool place. I don't want anybody to find out <laughs> uh, and, and start coming down here, you know? Property values will skyrocket. You know, we we don't need that. Well, you know, uh, yeah. Pensacon's going to be coming up in in May. Have you thought about maybe doing a showing of the uh, the, the episode at Pensacon? Well, we discussed that. I just don't think we'll have it ready in time. You know, uh, for for something like that. Also, there's you know there there are issues with uh, uh, if if we if we do treat it as a half hour pilot, uh, which we certainly have the, uh, the the footage for, it's 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 written in a half hour pilot format uh, at this point, and we got everything we need. So um, if, if we shop it as a half hour pilot, then we'd be selling it as is for the pilot episode, pretty much. Maybe with 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 a, a few little additions here and there, but that that'd be pretty much the pilot episode. 
which would be great for Steve Wise as well uh, oh, yeah. as for Kevin too. You know, uh, obviously Kevin, we want to bring on for the whole series as well as Steve uh, coming on producing with us uh, along with the alternating directors. But, uh, um, but that said, um, the, you know, it just, yeah, everything just fell together so well. And, and, and we can't really show it in, in too much of a public format. Those people who did invest through Indiegogo, when we have it ready, we're going to set up like a private Vimeo or some type of place where they're, they're, they're able to see what they invested in and be able to get the whole thing. Then we'll edit, the, then we'll edit that down to more like a, a minute and 25 second trailer that we'll put out publicly to help shop and, and draw attention to the show. Uh, but we don't know if we're going to platform the show ourselves yet or not. Go to YouTube Red or, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if uh, all the stars align like they have been. We'll, we'll end up, you know, selling it to one of the platforms that are, that are already waiting for it now, which are, which are pretty big names. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the three off the top of my head, I can't say which ones they are, but they're, they're, they're big enough to where, you know, it, it, we wouldn't have any budgetary constraints. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine um, the newer services like HBO Max or Paramount Plus would be salivating to pick up something like this because they've been buying up things like crazy and, and they but they don't really have that original especially dark comedy yet uh so i mean i i think that i wouldn't be surprised to see it on a on a big streaming service like that yeah yeah that's that you're you're right along the lines of, of of the kind of places that were that were you know knocking on doors at and uh, uh you know me and david faustino we did a uh uh a series years back years back called uh starving it was a uh a half hour what was that it was written to be a half hour comedy it turned out to just be a web series for crackle when sony television bought it but we did the same thing with that we had shopped around uh just a a, a kind of a, a packaged version of the show and um and ended up realizing that we just needed to shoot our version of it which was like a mock reality show that was just hamming me and david faustino uh playing ourselves as as actors in hollywood uh and uh and you know, we shot a small presentation version of it, kind of a, um, a seven to nine minute, you know, little presentation of what the show is going to be. And within two weeks had it sold, you know, to Sony Television and did 12 episodes of it. So in, in a similar fashion, we're kind of approaching it this way as well. Uh, although in, in, in that one, we didn't really, it was in 2008 or so. So it, it's the same online fundraising capacity that you have today, you don't have back then. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, uh, but still, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it's just a great way to be able to cut to the chase. And, and th there's no reason I feel like that, that it, sitting around waiting for, for the next handout when, when we have everything around us necessary to be able to make something happen and make something happen right. You know, I got, I got great relationships over the years along with Jason London and, and our whole team. Uh, we have great relationships with writers for, you know, for writing staff and for directors, for rotating directors, for producers on set with stunt coordinators with, you know, you name it. I mean, it's just, you know, Benjamin Easterday, who's one my producing partner on this uh, in our film company, uh, who helped really bring this thing to fruition. He's also a stunt coordinator on top of it and plays one of the characters in the film. So there's a there's a there's a great way to be able to kind of wear different hats. Uh, and, and condense everything down, uh, especially in a, in a, uh, a place uh, like Mississippi, where, you know, you have so much, uh, so much more freedom, uh, kind of do things your own way down here. So how do you feel um, as far as uh, 
producing, um, do you like producing or do, or would you rather just, you know, sit back and, and, and let other people produce or, cause I'm, I'm not a fan of producing. Producing is not fun to me at all. How do you feel about it? No, I like, uh, yeah, I like the creative side of it uh, myself personally. I, I really enjoy the creative side of, of, of putting the team together and, uh, and, and working with the different departments and, and, and that, that side of it. But, you know, on, on this one, I was wearing so many different producer hats, you know, that, I mean, I, you know, from, from location managing to working in the transpo department and wrangling vehicles to tracking down caterers to, you know, we finally started to fill up different hats for different departments. And, and some of that load was taken off of me and some of the other, the other people, Brad Jay, who's a local producer down here, I brought on board, uh, uh, he, uh, you know, that guy was, you know, me and him together at, at a certain point, we looked at each other, we're like, we're never going to make this happen. Cause it was like just us two all the time, yeah. <laughs> you know, finally, when, when the different roles started being filled out and everybody started getting their hats on, uh, it, it started working out in, in a much more kind of fluid and organic way. And then once we got Steve wise on board and he brought Kevin on board and the, you know, the rest of the team came together, Wes Cavins, who's a great producer locally down here. Uh, Wes, Wes was on board and he, he knows a lot of, 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 of local, uh, in the, in the, on the other side of the camera. So, yeah. uh, it just, and, and on our days, our first day of shooting, we, we wrapped a half hour early. Our, our second day of shooting, we went about 45 minutes over what we, what we timed out. Uh, but then our third day of shooting, uh, we wrapped an hour and 40 minutes early. You know, so, I mean, that's how well-oiled, well-greased, and well-prepared everybody was uh, from the directing side to the producing side to uh, the acting. You know, we just went in. Everybody knew what, what, what we needed and wanted and, and had to get, and, and we knocked it out. And I really think that, that the product that we have at the end of the day is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's along the lines of Ozarks is what I, always, is what I said, oh, yeah. thematic, like cinematically, yeah. you know, like having those really natural kind of, you know, tones and colorations, not overlit, really, you know, you just feel like you're looking through a, a peephole at somebody's life, you know. So, uh, well, you got uh, Kevin perfect, pulled that uh, off, you know, you excellent. Got, you got the perfect DP for that, because Kevin, Kevin exactly. has a good eye. Exactly, man. exactly. Yeah, he killed it. I mean, it's just, it's just going to be so, you know, when, when, when people realize what, you know, what, what we can really do, it's, it's going to be on. We're, we're going to have a great time. We're going to make this show. We're going to have a great team together. You guys can come down and live stream from the set one day. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can we, we we can use you we can use your forehead as a bounce in case oh, we yeah. need some extra light in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> that would I'll I'll be the the lighting bounce and uh, Steve's coffee guy. Exactly. I'll go get his coffee for him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, a couple of things. Yeah, you, you can keep the coffee hot by reflecting the sunlight oh, yeah. into the coffee cup. From, from, you know. Hey, you don't give Jacob ideas now. He's going to start ripping on me even more than he already does. <laughs> I need you to co-host the show yeah. because I mean, you're you're upstaging me when it comes to bald jokes. Yeah. Well, look, I can I can I can, I can get it on you about that Justin Bieber dude you got going on. It went out of style uh, eighteen and a half years ago. Hey, he or, just, or, or it's the leave it to beaver style, or we could just call it leave it to beaver. Hey, he just did just had his eleventh uh, birthday last week for yeah. the shows. <laughs> so he's halfway to being uh, an adult. I love it. I love it. But um, so what were you gonna ask? 
One of the things I wanted to ask you about was uh, you were in the original uh, miniseries for The Stand as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, I still like that one better than the new one because the new one is not good. <laughs> the I, old I didn't have great. the heart to watch it, to be perfectly honest. I didn't have the heart. You know, I mean, the, the, the experience working on the original Stand miniseries was just so epic for me. Uh, you know, and it was such a uh, such a huge kind of uh, uh, it was it was the next biggest miniseries after Lonesome Dove yeah. to ever be made. You know, in terms of budget, in terms of the, the size of the cast. In fact, it was the largest cast ever on a on, on you know in terms of speaking lines in any show ever done on television in the history of the world. So you know, it was uh, there, there was a lot of and, and what a groundbreaking cast we had back mm-hmm. then too. You know. Uh, such such a phenomenal a cacophony of of, of different voices in that uh, oh, you know yeah. a cornucopia of personalities <laughs> uh, and and they all shine through in their in their various characters. I mean, making Rob Lowe the only character with not one line in the whole movie is just about one of the yeah. funniest ways you could cast a character ever. You know, <laughs> just stand there and look good, damn it. Well, Gary Sinise is in it too. And, and, and speaking of him, I actually uh, met him a few years ago. Uh, my band was playing a USO show and he was there too with his band, uh, the Lieutenant Dan band. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a yeah, band. Yeah, Gary's great. I mean, what a nice guy. What a super nice guy. But yeah, I love the original Stan miniseries. Yeah, I love Gary Sinise. And uh, if anybody has never seen it, um definitely and if you like the stand definitely go watch it because that it came out at the perfect time because that was one of the uh very first Stephen King books I ever read as big as that that book was and then sure. the miniseries came out and it was pretty much exactly the way I pictured it in my head when I was reading it and there was also the looming 1999 crossover into the year 2000 yeah. end of the world kind of thing <laughs> that was going on in the 90s anyway you know Prince had that very successful song that he wrote about it. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it was, uh, it was, it was very timely. And, uh, and again, it was, I, I, just, I couldn't bring myself to, to, to watch the new one at this point, just because my experience with the old one was just so rich and, and, and has so much value to me uh, that, uh, that the one thing you will notice about down here and anywhere in the South is a lot of people with very large trucks, Loud, uh, <laughs> uh, loud exhaust, and, but oh, yeah. with no dirt on them at all. Yeah, have never seen <laughs> dirt road in their lives. That's Mississippi for you, right there. <laughs> oh, that's Texas, Florida, Georgia, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> you name it. Um, so uh, I, I just want to ask you, you know, one more thing about uh, Parker Lewis. Why is it not streaming anywhere? Do you know why it's not streaming anywhere? Is that like it is? Of- it's on. It is. It, I think it's on Crackle. I think it's on Crackle now. Actually, oh, it's, now I think it's been crackle? on Crackle for a couple of years now. Okay. Uh, it's been on there for at least a year and a half, two years, maybe a few years now. It's been on. I know. I, I, at least that's what I hear. At least two seasons of it are. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know much else beyond that. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, one of those with those weird uh, uh, stories. It's like here in America, it was kind of a cult classic. It's like if you saw it, you saw it, and then yeah. it disappeared in 1994, never to be seen again. <laughs> but over in Europe, they ran it over and over and over again for yeah. for several decades. So there's there's you know a, a few generations of people who grew up on Parker Lewis over in Europe. So when I go over there, it's a whole different. It's like the Dave the, the, the David Hasselhoff <laughs> effect for me over there. You know what I mean? 
Well, the thing is, uh, you know, a couple of years back, I, I tried to look up uh, DVD copies of it. And even on like Amazon and eBay, they're going for like crazy prices because they're, they're not available anywhere. And I'm like, man. Well, yeah, I'm... it was uh, it was um, Shout Factory who got yes. the rights to print the original DVDs. And I don't know if, if they only had a certain amount of years that they were allowed to do it or something like that, or they only they discontinued it or did they go out of business? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but that's, that, that would be the reason why they're, they're really hard to come by at this point. Uh, and, 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 and Lord, Lord knows you don't want to accidentally buy the German version. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured it might've been one of those weird things. Like uh, with a lot of nineties shows, it's hard to get them, find them streaming anywhere. Cause back in the nineties, you had weird things like a show would be produced by CBS, but shown, you know, on Fox or something or, or syndicated. And it's really hard to like, all well, it was the mostly studio and yeah, it was studio and network. We were Sony television, uh, and, and Paramount. I mean, sorry, we were Sony television and Fox, mm-hmm. Fox network. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times there was a lot of cross pollination and they'd split the, the, the cost of the show, uh, the budget of the show. And then, you know, uh, the, the, you know, one, we get the domestic one, we get international one, you know, however they split the pie up, you know, but, um, but, uh, the, the, you know, the deals certainly weren't as, 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 as lucrative back then as they probably are today. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Freddie versus all in the chat room says, how many world ending events have, do we have to survive again? Like, yeah, they, they wait until the pandemic hits to put out the new version of the stand. I'm like, I, I don't think people want to see that right now. <laughs> like that was a, that was a tell weird little it. time <laughs> to put that out. I don't know about that. That's weird. The found footage TV show yeah. from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but so in addition to Parker Lewis Can't Lose, you've you've appeared on a lot of different television shows that have sort of developed these huge fandoms around them. So I'm curious to know which one you get recognized for more between Supernatural Stargate SG-1 and Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, definitely, de- definitely uh, Stargate and Supernatural for sure. Uh, you know, uh, 90210 is normally like they, they it takes them a while to figure that one out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I, I did steal all steal all of uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's money uh, and get away with it. So that was uh, the only good thing that came out of it. Hmm. Uh, any, any stories but, uh, there you should, you care to, to no, share? No, 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 my character did. No, my oh. character did. Uh, in, 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 I forget her character's name in the, in the show because I never watched it. But, uh, but my character finagles her out of all of her money and then, and then skips town, and they never catch him. Like, he never uh. comes back. They never address it again. He just, just, just disappeared with the money. I was like, I thought for sure it was, you know, I was going to come back again on the show. And they're like, nah, forget it. He got away. Let him go. Yeah, you you won. Know, my character's down in the Caribbean. Yeah, my character's down in the Caribbean to this very day, living the high life. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're coming up Has to his the own end. beach bar. <laughs> we're coming up on the end of the, uh, the call um, in the show. Corin, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you you bet also uh, uh people can go to uh, twitter and uh, and check me out at i am corn nimic uh, that's the same address on instagram there are some fake instagram accounts out there uh because for whatever reason uh, i can't get blue blue ticked on instagram uh which i really don't care about but whatever uh that said uh you can also follow uh bw blues tv yeah. on instagram and twitter and you can uh, you can track uh what's been happening with the show you can see some on-set photos and some uh behind the scenes stuff and find out more about it. Yeah. It's uh it's been really fun uh, watching that Instagram. Cause uh, 
you know, I I know pretty much everybody you're working with, and it's fun to watch watch everything oh, kind of awesome. come together. So I'm like, I man, yeah. I hope this takes off so I can at least get a a, a walk on part <laughs> at some point, and you know, walk in walk and be like, part. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least get coffee for somebody now. <laughs> <laughs> that we can arrange. But uh, Jacob, anything else you want to ask him before we get out of here? Uh, you know, I just want to say on the same beat of uh, the watching the Instagram and stuff, uh, in addition to seeing everyone that you know, it's so cool to see these places that I've seen since like a little kid growing up. Because I live 15 minutes away from Ocean Springs. I live in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Which, yeah, yeah, I live yeah, in totally. Ocean Springs with meth. And <laughs> oh, okay. So like seeing go, you guys outside of... State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Oh, hey, I had sex with a girl in Gulf Park Estate one time. That's a story for she a different still lives time. There. Don't let her know. <laughs> uh, she probably still does live there. Anyways. Uh yeah, seeing you guys uh at like three alarm comics and Polk's drugs and seeing you uh near a pier where I used to fish out with my dad. It's just yeah, so dude. cool, man, to to finally see that kind of thing so awesome. come down here. And um hey man, if if you ever need someone to play a comedian I'm the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Perfect. Or, or at least somebody who can take a good joke. Yeah. Yeah, someone who can take a good joke. I mean, Perfect. I'm not a stunt man, but I'll let you beat the shit out of me for the money. That sounds so. great. We might do that after rap. Yeah. Yeah, after rap, just throw me through a window. It's it's fine. Perfect. It's fine with me. <laughs>